you join me in a moment of prayer? Oh God, help us to hear you and to know you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So it is about 10.30 or so on this New Year's Eve. This leaves a good 13 hours for us to finish our resolutions for 2023. This means I've got about 13 hours to lose 20 pounds, <laughs> to read 30 books, to run a 5K, get my novel finished, and pet an elephant. <laughs> yes, I did put pet an elephant on my resolutions list for 2023, but something tells me this is just not going to happen. But there's always next year. And how many of you follow the same kind of rhythm that I do, right? You make your list of resolutions each year. You've got great expectations. And then by January 10th or so, things change. Life gets in the way. While our intentions may be good, we've overextended ourselves. We've struggled to find... I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> I think that might have been a mistake. So, life and microphones, they get in the way. And while our intentions may be good, we overextend our ourselves, we struggle to find the energy or the initiative to accomplish our goals. And, you know, there's only so much time, so much that divides our energies. And the clock just keeps ticking. There's not enough hours in the day, and so we find ourselves year after year on this last day with an unaccomplished list of resolutions. For many of us, the new year holds a lot of promise. We think about the year behind us, what we've accomplished, and what's been left undone, and sadly, we, we put a lot of judgment on ourselves about this, often forgetting that this has been a challenging year, not just for ourselves individually, but for the Whole world. And so we can be forgiven for not petting an elephant or whatever big goal you might have had for this year. I might invite you to just take a deep breath to give yourself a little bit of grace, a little understanding. And so this morning, I'd like us to think about a different way that we might measure our time in this new year. Let's begin with our scripture reading. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. There are two Greek words for time that have really different meanings in our scripture. 
The first way that we can think about time is through chronos, chronological time. So this is the time of our clocks and our watches, our smartphone calendars, and our constant drive to do more and more with each day. That's linear time, right? Past, present, future, moving on ahead. The other word that is used to describe time in the Greek is kairos. And it means something a little different than chronos. Kairos is about things happening at just the right time. It's, it's about when things just click together because they're, they're meant to be. Kairos is a special time, an appointed time. The time of God's action in the world and our response to it. It's like Christmas time in a way, a moment where in the birth of this small child, the future will never mirror the past again. It's a time of new things unfolding. It's the right time, chosen because it feels instinctively right, not simply because it's marked by a moment on the clock or the calendar. And this is the time in Ecclesiastes, a time for this and a time for that. That is Kairos time. Reverend David Clark from Bayshore Church, United Church of Christ in Long Beach, California, talks about a friend of his from Nigeria. And his, this friend's name is Sunday. And Sunday's home village had a different concept of time, and it caused him some problems when he came to United States. For example, he would show up for class and nobody would be there. And he'd see his students, fellow students later in the day, and they'd wonder, where were you? And one day he realized it was because of his different understanding of time that was causing these problems. He said that in Nigeria, and after one breaks the evening's fast, that's the right time to study. If it's raining in the morning, you stay in your hut until the rain stops, and then you go to your village center and you start the day's activities. And so when he came to the United States, if it was raining, he would stay in the room, his room, until it stopped. Then he might grab some breakfast and show up to class. And sometimes he didn't show up for a 9 a.m. class until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's very similar with church, Sunday would say. Starting not at the precise moment of 10.15, but rather when everyone is gathered and in the right spirit for listening to God. That's the right time to start. And he said, we don't eat when the clock says 6 p.m., but because we are hungry, then it is the right time to eat. I find this to be a really interesting way of thinking about time, living as if it's the right time to do a thing, not just because we're supposed to be doing something at a certain moment. It helps me to reframe my New Year's resolutions in this way, actually. You know, because perhaps I am not meant to pet an elephant this year. Maybe this isn't the moment to lose that 20 pounds. Perhaps I can simply focus on healthier eating, taking my dog for a few more walks, forcing myself to finish a self-imposed resolutions list won't help me to grow. But stopping to listen to what God is saying to me, to what the Spirit of God is desiring for me, to what the world might need as a response from me, that's starting to explore Kairos time. I read about how Martin Luther King Jr. preached the I Have a Dream theme dozens of times 
before his famous speech on the mall in Washington. But it never, it never ended up on YouTube. It never went viral. He hadn't even planned on using that speech when he woke up and he went to the mall. But Mahalia Jackson whispered to him, tell them about the dream. Mahalia sensed that this would be the right word at the right time. And he spoke it. And it's become a vision of humanity that still inspires us. It was the right word at the right time. Kairos. Maybe there is a right word of encouragement you can give someone today. They, they couldn't hear it before, but now they can. A word of support or love or gratitude. Perhaps your desire to lose that weight can be reimagined in Kairos time, a time of prioritizing your health and your wellness holistically, not at the expense of fad dieting or you know, things that promise life-changing results in six weeks or less. Let it take the time it takes for your life to unfold in the fullness of time. The writer of Ecclesiastes was trying to put things in perspective from his advanced years. There is a time for every matter under heaven. He was trying to say that we should not get too distracted by the bad stuff. There will be hard times. There will be challenging moments. But all of this is part of God's time. Just as we are engaged in life in the good moments, how might we be engaged in the more challenging ones as well? We see around us the hurting world. How might we be of help to it? How might we make a difference? Amid life's sweeping changes, the writer of Ecclesiastes wonders about what is worth doing and worth having. You know, what, what helps, he says, to get through these difficult days is to continue to remember God's commandments and to try to keep them. And so in Kairos time, it's not that we must be perfect at every commandment or to even be perfect at, at anything, really, but simply to try, to give it our best with each day we are given. He doesn't say that when you don't like the season you are in, that you have to force a change. And as we go through some of these difficult seasons, what might it feel like to feel the feelings that come with them, to learn what we can from them, improve how we can, and trust that we, we don't have to go through these times alone. When we can do that, often a, a season of deeper joy can find us. Not because of the passing of the clock, but because of a deepening of who we are as an individual, who we are as a child of God. I think this is important for people of faith, like all of us, to remember, because there is a tendency to think that if only we had enough faith, then we would be happy, right? One of the worst things I hear from people who are struggling is when they remind me that God won't give them more than they can handle. I've heard that a lot this year, amidst so much heartache and loss. And let me tell you something. It's not true. There are moments in this life that are unbearable. 
the loss of a beloved family member, the loss of a beloved pet, a death by suicide, the constant and never-ending news of war and suffering. It's a lot. And we see the clock ticking and we feel as if the world must be coming to an end. After all, the doomsday clock is at 11.59, right? But what is important here is our recognition that life is hard. It will be hard. Our faith can encourage us, but not at the expense of being honest with ourselves. Life is hard. But in Kairos time, we have the opportunity to experience these moments differently. There is a sense that God helps us through these things by connecting us with people who care, by reminding us that we don't go through these times alone. If you need to be sad, that's okay. If you need a season of rest, that's okay. If you didn't get all your resolutions done this year, that's okay. Be real with yourself. We're not on some perfect timetable. We're on God's timetable. So what does 2024 hold for you? None of us can say. But I wonder what might unfold for you as you live less in chronos time, less in the constant ticking of the clock and the hours left in the day, and you live more in kairos time, in God's time, in doing what you can, however you can, with what you can. There is a time and a purpose for everything under the sun. Let's be thankful that God gives us this time to discover who we are and where we might be heading. Amen.